as with all those who come. According to political analyst Armin Kujumjin, this decision is of low political and financial cost at home and gives a positive gesture to neighboring countries that were asking for their nationals to be given legal status in Chile. I think this move is a good combination of a decision which helps Chile's relationship with its neighbors, particularly Peru, which has been a bit tense, with very little cost at home. In fact, there has been no uh, negative protest or reaction of any substance in Chile. And uh, it doesn't really cost the government much uh, because it's a government which is not very generous with social security. The amnesty, according to Kujumjin, citing immigrant groups, will benefit upwards of 45,000 immigrants, not the 20,000 the government claims. For FSRN, this is Jorge Garreton in Santiago. You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News. From Eugene, Oregon, I'm Jess Burns. What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, You mean stiletto heels? Whatever, they take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Happy Halloween. I know we're on. Happy Halloween. I was just trying to let our guests in and uh, make sure we have room. Absolutely. You're listening to Closets Over Clothes, and I am sitting not across from Dan Burns, but a true princess. Absolutely. That's oh right. Oh, my goodness. So if you, if, if you could see... Our dear co-host Dan right now, <laughs> and how amazing he looks! Oh, thank you, thank you. As, what do you mean? Snow Besides, white? I know, snow I'm white? Snow White. It's yes, like, exactly. It's the glitter that makes it. It's oh, the glitter see, that makes exactly. it. You know, I was trying. That's right. Well, happy Halloween, Dan. Happy Halloween! Oh my goodness! I am not dressed up, actually. Oh. I'm actually, I'm actually. You're looking pretty sporty, though. Well, yeah, I, I'm dressed up, and then I'm wearing a tie, but I don't have. Uh, any any costume? Oh, oh! Are you going to be doing a costume later? No, no! Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, I dressed okay. up. You know, I dressed up this past weekend. This past weekend, oh, uh, so at least did dress up. Yes, I had. A, I was an angel on Friday, oh, and I you're got an angel every day. Oh, why thanks? <laughs> and I got um, I got a T-shirt made that said um, "Heavenly Body." I love it. I know, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's pretty fair. So I had a good time. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Did you go to like bars or to a party, private party? Um, or? I, I socialized. You socialized? With, okay. With people. It's good to know that you are social uh, socialized for so, go out the community. A social angel. Yes, right. exactly. And uh, actually, I had a shirt made for my friend as well. And his he was an angel with me. Oh. And uh, it said, um, 
did it hurt when you fell from heaven? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So how's your day been, Dan? It has been, you know, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a... um, Would you categorize it as trick or treat? Uh, so far, it's been a treat. Well, there was an incident. There was, it was a very interesting uh, situation where I had uh, um, somebody come to my office that heard about my outfit today uh-huh. and um, decided me decided to show me her underwear. Um, and so I was kind of like, "Wow, that could have been my trick." And how is it? Re- how is it relevant? It was orange. That was her Halloween costume. That's how she was celebrating Halloween. Great. And so I was like, wow, thank you. Didn't know who she was. Didn't know. You know, I was just like, wow, okay, thanks for sharing. And of course, you know, um, being a gay man, I didn't really bother me. It was one of those like, well, okay, thanks, you know, and uh, moved on. But uh, but I have to admit, I have a whole new appreciation for um, drag queens and kings. I have to admit. Really? This whole, I mean, the whole outfit has been, uh, the whole day has been with this outfit I mean, all I had to deal with was just like the makeup. Um, I, wa- I you know I was saying because you know I can't wear a wig without. I can't even think about a wig without sweating. Oh, I'm sweating absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I've been sweating. I've, I've been sitting in front of a fan all day. Nice. And um, and so I've been doing that, and then and then trying to. I mean, I'm so parched and hungry because, of course, the lipstick would go. You know, <laughs> it was like really horrible. Um, and I was supposed to be a very a kind of a, a very busty Snow White. Uh huh. Um, You're but pretty the, busty. Well, thank you very much. Uh-huh. But but that's all natural. Um, so um, the uh, unlike Snow White, uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she. Uh, uh, but the problem was is that the it, uh, just keeping the the boobs in place uh-huh. was it was quite uh-huh. difficult. And the seamstress that was helping me um, didn't quite put the um, make the outfit so I could be able to wear them. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, holy moly! If I would have had those to wear today, and high heels, and big hair, I. Uh, you know what? I have a whole new respect. <laughs> I have a whole new respect for folks. You who are my do inspiration. This, you know? Seriously, oh. I wish. I think the oh. next year I'm going to go as Dolly Parton. Oh, that would be great. Uh-huh. Dolly Parton, nine to five. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. Jolene. Yeah. <laughs> Jolene. But it has been. You know, it's been fun. And the other thing too is just. I mean, it's. There have been some people that have been just kind of like who normally have talked to me and kind of like looked at me and Uh kind of stayed away. Um, And then there's other folks that totally embraced it and like came to me and were just like, oh, we're telling me stories about all their gay friends and how they used to live in in, uh, Chicago and New York or San Francisco and how around this time they would find that their closet was missing Um, (laughs) because all their friends were stealing from the closet and things like this. And so she said, and I said, well, that's why I've never come to your house because I'd be tempted. (laughs) And she started laughing, and she's like the size of my, like, ankle. Um, So it's been a very... so yeah, so it's been kind of a, an interesting day trying to do all this stuff. And you know, and what I've noticed about Halloween is I think it, for some odd reason, it gives straight men the permission to dress in drag. Yes. I mean, bad right. drag. Oh yeah, horrible. <laughs> like right. Tragic drag. Absolutely. But yes. drag nonetheless. So I think that there's something there. Yes. I think that they have this, that they have this, you know... Deep desire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for all you straight men listening, you know, silk does feel good against the thigh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I won't I, say anymore. Yes, no exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then of course, uh, some people got my jokes because I, there were seven dwarfs that were with me. Oh, uh, you had the, all seven. Yeah, we had the other secretaries all dressed as as, um, uh, as dwarfs, and then the dean went as the witch, which oh I goodness. thought was fabulous. I mean, she just what a good sport. She absolutely a great sport and things like this. And her outfit was better than mine. 
line. Oh my gosh, she was. Was there just, a prince? Um, <laughs> actually, the funny story was is one of the faculty members we went to go visit for our morning coffee. Like we have this like coffee chat group. Uh-huh. Um, and as I walked in, it's all men, it's all white men. It's very interesting. And I we all walked in. I said we got to go like interrupt this coffee uh, clutch kind of thing. And uh, and we walked in, and all of them started laughing. And one of the men stood up. And, sa- and started singing um, "My Prince will- Someday When Prince Will Come." I love it. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, I that's said, amazing. So that was so. That's the thing. It was like kind of a mix of like people celebrating it, and and um, but I was going somewhere with this. Um, you I'm know, sorry. I was listening to NPR this morning, and they uh-huh. were talking about how different like Halloween things. Oh yeah, and there's like a lot of communities and schools that are now like banned. Mm-hmm. Like right. there's this one school that that said that students couldn't no longer come dressed up because a bunch of people came as Captain Underpants. Do you oh know Captain yes, Underpants? I love Captain Underpants. <laughs> the that costume is, actually... is quite simple. Oh, very simple. <laughs> In fact, I'm thinking about that for next year with this cape. Excellent, <laughs> multi-use. Yeah, absolutely, Nobel Peace Prize winner Al Gore would be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely um but yeah so it was kind of a very interesting oh well that's the thing when i, w- I went to a catholic um uh grade school uh-huh. and we were only allowed to dress in a saint of our choice oh <laughs> exactly so yes it was a very interesting that we couldn't come as anything else oh, and that's you know funny. so if you wanted to do the devil you better come up with a pretty clever saint <laughs> so. well you know saint augustine said lord give me chastity <laughs> But not yet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's true. Look it up. Look oh, it up. that's great. Oh, my gosh. So you've inspired me. You know, I think today we should talk about uh, really the art. Oh, it, it, I've learned right? that so much today. We should really talk about that. So, I mean, the planning that goes into... The planning, the choreography, oh. the showman, show personship. And just to continue to, the talent and the creativity. Absolutely. So you have something new every time someone sees you. That's right. Especially when you have multiple gigs, I've Multiple, noticed. yeah. Uh-huh. And this <laughs> coordination. Mean... And so we are, we're actually joined in the studio. <gasps> Which are fabulous. Um, by the fabulous, the renowned, the oh. famous Drag the King legendary. Rebellion. Drag King Rebellion, right? Woohoo! Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Closets are for Clothes. Oh, do we have the mics on? So, um, so tonight there's a performance, right? Um, at where is it? TC Speakeasy. TC Speakeasy uh-huh. in Ypsilanti. Excellent. And and um, what? Introduce yourselves. I'm Charlie Chaplis. I'm Johnny Licker. My name's A Train. I'm Cliffhanger. Those are amazing names. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sitting here the same thing. I'm like, God, I don't think I'd be that clever. I know. I need a good <laughs> drag name. Did you inherit those drag names or did you make them up? Or? Mine, I was originally Charlie. I needed a last name and mine is a borrowed one, actually. Oh. Oh. A borrowed one? What What about Cliffhanger? Is that a... Uh, I've been called Cliff for quite a while. So Have you ever seen that movie with Sylvester Stallone? Yes, I have it's a movie. horrible film. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Right. and> you, <laughs> I just want to put it out there. I didn't know we were reviewing movies I'm tonight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what can people expect tonight? A-Train? Uh, <laughs> um, well, the, you guys we got the musical show, numbers. We have a show of about 15 numbers. We have some solos. Wow, that is numbers. a lot of numbers. It's actually a short show for us. Oh. But, uh, wait, 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 wait. So I'm used to the drag queen world. So you have two numbers max for the whole night. You have 15? 
Are there costume changes? Oh yeah. yes, yes. Oh wow, many. Holy Do you have moly. We no. have a. <laughs> well, each we've other. got an MC <laughs> to stall for us. Nice. <laughs> Our costumes might not be as elaborate as some drag queen costumes. I don't know. Putting on and off beards, mustaches, making sure you got the haircut right, the the filler properly, you know, to make sure you have that perfect V shape, and you know, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Sometimes it's a. Well, I don't know. It. I mean. We're just naturally that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. So tonight there's there's a, like 15 numbers, right? And you all do group and solo. Yes. Yes. And what's your favorite number that you do? Jeez. Oh. Say in sync tonight for the show. In sync, it's going to be me. Oh, oh yeah. Put a lot of work one. into it recently. Which one of you is Lance Bass? we don't have specific who we are in in sync though i will admit when i was younger i wanted to be lance uh, <laughs> yes. and i'm older all... and i still want to be lance yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how do you how do you decide the numbers that you're going to do like why um why in sync and not like 98 degrees there's well, some 98 degrees too in oh, there. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. It's not an either or. So how do you choose your numbers then? Yeah. We, we all work as a group to come up with numbers. We kind of okay. we do brainstorms at meetings and we all come up with different ideas. And, uh, you know, we like to do a mix of things that are really fast and dancey and then kind of slower stuff. We like to do political numbers too. Great. Try to represent a variety of different types of songs and performances because people like different things. So do you just like listen to the radio and like really listen or do you constantly are always at the ra uh, music store looking for stuff? I mean, that's the part that I would think would just take up so much time is the trying to come up with the numbers or are these ones that you put together? Um, it does take a lot of time. It definitely takes a lot of time brainstorming. Oh, absolutely. Just talking it through. Yeah. And I mean, everybody kind of has their own genres of music that they listen to and so they're able to throw out kind of their own ideas and also a lot of things we do um especially for our political numbers it's not just you know dressing up and singing as if we're just you know singing that part mm -hmm. it's actually taking the lyrics themselves and kind of creating a narrative of sorts um surrounding those those nice. lyrics so i mean a lot yeah a lot of gotcha. people bring different things to the table and if somebody has an idea like oh you know i thought this song would be good and it, it's good we get a good mix i think Who's the one that's like comes up with the choreography? That's like really creative with the choreography in this group. Or do you have someone from the outside? Do you hire someone in? Oh, they must hire someone in. You know how famous these posts. Are. <laughs> <laughs> no, we kind of. That's another collaborative effort. So um, everything's wow. pretty much. Lots of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of YouTube. Watching the original videos. That's right. That's right. Will, will you be breaking out some Soldier Boy later? Maybe. Uh, Actually, uh, it's a possibility. Uh, yeah. Nice. Oh. That's all we'll say. Oh. Nice. Excellent. Yes. So okay, so then how like how did you guys come get together? How did you find each other? And well, I've been in the troupe since kind of the I don't know the beginning I guess, which is we started in August of two thousand and four. Okay. Right, August of two thousand and four, and we've been I guess just different members kind of come in and out. Um, so it's kind of like Menudo when you kind of <laughs> age yeah. out. Yeah, really, actually, no, it actually it's not a bad analogy. What's the yeah. do you have, have a signature number then? H, I, not really, no. Oh, I mean, are you asking if A has a signature number? Or any of you, yeah. yeah. Or the whole group. Or the group. Or, 
Can Wait. I suggest that A's signature number is sweet transvestite? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is. <laughs> we do, all together, I think we do a lot of Justin Timberlake as well, which, I mean. Um, yeah. Okay. That's the new Justin, or the old Justin? All, all of it. All of it. Yeah. Okay, oh, so that's wow. interesting if you say that, play. because, so there are drag queen standards, right? So drag queens often like to be Liza, and Barbara, and Diana, and now Beyonce. So what about drag kings? Is it applicable are there like are there people like so drag kings want to be is it justin is it luther is it i think it sort of varies from i mean they're, they're definitely if, if they're definitely popular artists i mean we see a lot of justin uh, chris brown we see a lot of chris brown oh yeah yeah we see a fair amount of michael jackson it really is a lot of it depends on the demographic the age group that kind of thing uh-huh. uh who are the other popular you know I personally kind of like the Nick Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Oh yeah, yes. So like so drag so drag king I think has been a new phenomenon in the last like oh maybe three four maybe okay maybe six seven years, but it's been something that's been kind of like where I'm starting to see it more in the bars. I'm seeing it much more you know in the community and things. I mean this is not this is not something I think it's just I mean people I think we have done it but they've never necessarily entertained. Um, how did you like discover this, or how? What was your inspiration for this? Well, my inspiration actually was Drag King Rebellion. Um, they were the first time I had seen a Drag King show, and from the first time I saw, I was like, I want to be a part of that, and give it about a year, and I was. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, good. I think for me, I've always. I, I think unconsciously I've always wanted to be a drag king and I uh, people always I was having a conversation recently with someone about the performance involved in drag and for me really what it is I think is that I'm someone who uh, when I'm on stage as Johnny Liquor that is who I am I'm being the most vibrant and uh, accurate part of myself that there is and it's really like what I like to say is honestly I'm just someone who really likes to dance but can't dance that well and really likes to sing but has a terrible voice, so I'm a drag king instead. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah, there seems to be, I don't know, a, f- from my experience, it seems like there's a different, d- drag queen, queens and drag kings, there seems to be a diff- very different culture. Um, I'm not, and I don't know, I don't know of any just drag queen troops but i mean i'm sure there are some out there but I've, i know of a, of a lot more drag king troops or gender performance troops that have kind of a mix of you know all different genders um so so it's a pretty tight community yeah and yeah it's it's yeah oh, yeah i find like more like like for instance the drag queen clubs mm-hmm. you know where you can go to a club to know where there's maybe some live talent and things like this and but then but there's more like with the drag kings i don't and i wonder if it's because the clubs may not have let you in because oh who would want to come and see a drag king and now they're discovering oh there really is money in this and so you're being more and more <laughs> accepted to the bar i mean i think the drag queen culture is more individual too i think it's more there's uh, a lot of diva things yeah. going on and really yes. the essence of the diva is that there is only one diva absolutely <laughs> we i think drag king at least in our own troupe you see less drag king divas i think i mean not to say that mm-hmm. they aren't out there but right, right. Uh, we're you know, it's, maybe that has to do with the way that male um, performers actually in music do their work, and that there's a lot of kind of boy bands, mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of music that you usually perform is often performed in real life, say, uh-huh. uh, by by groups. I don't know if that's what the root of it is. I'm totally well, just guessing. But. Yeah, and I don't know if that, you know, drag queen 
has, you know, the art of dr- being a drag queen has been around, it seems to have been around for a little, little bit longer. And so kind of this um, culture of, you know, pageants and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, yeah, it's almost like competitions in some mm-hmm. ways too. Um, there's a lot less drag king pageants that I've seen. Um, mostly it's just... You know, are they coming? Are there are there more of them nowadays, or are they yeah, are there just or is it staying much more? I don't know. There I, there seems to be more, but there's still I think, um, just I don't know more not community based, but maybe maybe is they. There are a few drag king pageants. I've seen them, but uh, they I think they are nowhere comparable to the number of drag of. I'm sorry. There's mm-hmm. a, a few drag king pageants. I don't think they're anywhere near as many as there are drag queen pageants. Yeah, I think sure. that continues to be drag king pageants are a minority among the pageants. So what makes you keep doing this thing? Because I mean, drag queens, there's there's money. I mean, there's lots of money in this, and I just nothing personal. Maybe this is the outfit. You don't all look like you're making tons. <laughs> 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 nothing personal. <laughs> hey, don't question their art. Okay. <laughs> It's not about the money. Yeah, we'll make some, but I'd still be doing this if there was absolutely no money involved whatsoever. I love performing on stage. It's a great outlet for me. I've, you know, always been more attracted to I I'm not sure where I'm going with that. <laughs> well, but but I guess that's a good point. So, but so as an outlet, what does it allow you to do? I think it allows us to express, like, well, for me, it allows me to express, um, you know, a part of myself that doesn't really, is it doesn't get to be expressed as much, or it, it allows me to kind of, you know, I don't know, be a in full essence, kind uh-huh, of. Uh-huh. My, uh, my partner recently told me that uh, I'm sexiest when I'm on stage. Actually, the way she said it was slightly less flattering. She said, you're not as sexy in real life as you are. <laughs> <laughs> Good reframe. Yeah, what I think yeah. I hear you I saying. <laughs> but, but I'm going to interpret that the way that I'm going to right. still with me, yes. uh, even when I step off stage. But for me, it's the really... When I'm on stage, it's the, uh, I'm able to express myself in kind of the truest way. And I think that's true for a lot of people when, the, when they're on a stage. Um, you know, your confidence is, is all there because you are, you're performing and you, are, you know that there's all these people in front of you who are there to see you. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I feel like when I'm on stage, I really is like the truest expression of myself. Mm-hmm. So, but would it be a... Okay, I'm going to push it a little bit. It's just, is it because... You feel you can't be who you truly are every day, or is it that you get the accolades and the cheering and the and the self acceptance through that on stage? Now, some of them can be more, but I personally can't be who I wish I was every day. Um, I've still got stuff with family that restricts. So for me, Charlie's this part of me that can't always come out. So it is a great, you know, resource for me to be able to completely be who I want to be. So for me, I mean, as much as I love the cheering and it is a great confidence booster, Mm -hmm. it is for me a great way to actually be Charlie. And, and to add to that, I'm sorry not to do that, but but you are good at it. So the I mean the Absolutely. thing is is that you're good at it, and so you deserve the accolades. Actually, Absolutely. so I'm Absolutely. sorry I interrupted you. So so 
So walk me through what happens right before you go on stage. Like, how do you getting ready? Like, well, I feel like I have to pee my pants. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, so there's a little cleanup. Yeah. What else? Yeah. What? So, so you put on your face makeup or? Well, go ahead. Eh? I don't do any. Well, makeup usually just, just pretend sideburns and <laughs> pretend bigger sideburns. Okay. Facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like drag queens, so, like they'll go in, like they'll have one last wax, and like make sure there aren't any stray hairs, and then they'll, you know, build up and break down some other stuff. And so, <laughs> so what's what's the process, Cliff? What do you do before you get on stage? Uh, I guess the main focus is the facial hair for sure. I guess we're a little bit luckier, <laughs> if you want to call it that, than uh, drag queens, just because rougher is not always a bad thing for uh-huh, us. Uh-huh. So we don't have to apply the makeup and. And do you do like full on? Do you how do you apply a, um, um, facial hair? I, personally, I use uh, hair gel. I put it on my face wherever I want my sideburns or goatee or whatever, and uh, then put my own hair that I've chopped up in a little bit oh. and uh, put it on top of the hair gel and then uh, hairspray on top. Really, it, it sticks for most of the night. So holy cow! Yeah. Wow. I usually use spirit gum. Though last night's show, I forgot mine and used Wrigley's. A Wrigley I'm, or Trident? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I think that it comes out pretty realistic. Last night, someone came up to me after the, we had a show at Eastern Michigan University, and uh, someone came up and said that uh, a man came up and said that he had turned to he didn't realize he was at a drag show, and he had <gasps> nice. turned yeah. to his friend and said, "Those guys are really hot," and the person next to him and said. I don't know if those are guys. Uh-huh, <laughs> he said, uh-huh. so then I took a picture to show my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so is that part of it? Is that you really like, uh, That's is that part of the rush and saying like oh, the yeah. performance of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting those compliments during or after the show is by far like the most flattering thing I've ever had happen to me. Uh-huh. So. And you have been the talk on Eastern's campus all day, by the way. So <laughs> how great you were. Oh, sweet. It's yeah. definitely rewarding to feel like uh, what you're doing is working. Like people are, yeah. are uh, appreciating it and seeing you the way that you are what seeing what you're trying to do up there so oh, go ahead i was gonna say i also like last night after the show um a new person came up and wanted to join the troupe which happens pretty fre- frequently um which is really exciting and that's something that's really cool is that um you know even through our performance we're able to give back to somebody we're able to, to make somebody say oh wow maybe there's a component of myself that i would like to explore in this venue awesome. and so being able to encourage other people to awesome you know, do that is good so so how would you encourage how would you encourage someone um says oh i want to be a drag king or i want to do like what what would you tell them to do Go ahead. well if they want to be in dkr they're welcome i mean we have open <laughs> memberships so that's you know that's that's how most people get involved. They want to be involved. We and what kind of hazing goes on? To get <laughs> Stop. Oh, sorry, sorry. On stage oh, okay. spanking. Yeah. That's true. I was spanked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's excellent. So tonight, if people want to come out and see DKR live in action, the famous DKR, they will be at... TC Speakeasy. Uh-huh. In Ypsilanti. In Ypsilanti. And are you doing one show or two? We're doing one long show. One long show, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I don't know any better way to spend a Halloween than going to see Drag King Rebellion Absolutely. at TC Speakeasy. And I think Ipsy. afterwards there's going to be a costume, like a Halloween, Halloween. costume contest at yeah. midnight. Yeah. yeah. The so. doors open at 10, the show's at 10.30. It'll be a whole night of fun. It's 18 plus. Excellent. Awesome. Great. So come out and join us and, and watch DKR. Um, you can find them on the web. Yes. Oh. 
It's www.geocities.com slash dragkingrebellion. Excellent. Excellent. And um, so Charlie, Johnny, A-Train, and Cliff, thanks so much for being Closet for Clothes. Good luck tonight. Thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. Fantastic. So we'll take a quick break, and then uh, let's keep talking about drag. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. All right. Okay. And you listen for Closet for Clothes, and we'll be right back. This is Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial. I love them. Absolutely. They are great. They're just so adorable. They are, I'm I've so sorry them. to say that about men, but they were very handsome. So I have and... a friend, um, he's in med school here, and he has a crush on one of them. Oh, I can sh- see yeah, why. They are, oh, for sure. I, for and, sure. You know when they were talking about how the, they had to take a picture just to show all their friends? Oh, yeah. I, when they walked in, I was like, oh, my. Yeah, yeah. So so it's definitely a treat. So go ahead and see uh, Drag King Rebellion tonight um, at TC Speakeasy. Mm-hmm. So you went and did some homework. I did? You did. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, not really. Yes. So I um, basically was going out and uh, trying to find someone to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. And there, uh, and a friend of mine, uh, Ian Kelson, uh, I ran into him. And so this is going to sound kind of a very, it's kind of an odd um, uh, taping because it sounds like we're in, we're in a we're in a tunnel and uh, but uh. so um while we were uh going to an event we were driving and so we did the interview and talked about uh tonight was sound being Samhain, uh-huh. um which is a um a, a pagan holiday if you will oh. and how is that where the, halloween comes from well this he will definitely get into that in fact i think you'll probably hear him correct me um and saying you need to tell them what Samhain is and so it's very funny it's um so it's kind of, it's kind of like a casual conversation and and um, and uh, giving out a lot of information about what uh, what this is about tonight. Interesting. And Samhain, I think it's uh, it's an ancient Gaelic festival or something, right? Oh sure, yes, it certainly is. Yes, exactly. Well, the Gaelic definitely. I can definitely tell you that part. <laughs> but yes, and that's one of the things I was watching a show last night, and they were saying that it definitely is a mixture of of, of a lot of um, events from um, Western Europe, Eastern Europe. The, Ian specifically looks at the um, the Druid tradition, oh. and so he's more into into those. That's more more those ceremonies. And who would have thought? It's not just about. Um 
candy corn, even though I do love candy corn. <laughs> and thank you, Gabe, so much for the caramel apple. Oh, that was so welcome. cute. But being Snow White, I'm a little nervous about it. So well, <laughs> <laughs> It's in its original packaging. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, uh, this will be, basically we'll be just tuning into a, like, a ca- casual conversation we were having um, about Samhain and, um, with, Ian. with Ian Kelton, okay, um, a good friend of mine. Can say I'm founder of Tribe of the Vision Moon, and you Since are. are yeah. The um, you know, it's Samhain and everything. So. That's right. That exactly. That sounds very Halloweenish. It is very Halloweenish. So I'm go- exactly. So I'm going to get the thing started. So we are. Uh, this is. A, I, I have a interview this evening for uh, for the evening of Samhain, and um, I have a good friend of mine, um, a teacher of mine, a a. You might want to tell him Samhain is actually Halloween. Oh, okay. So it's actually Halloween, exactly. Um, and uh, but uh, this is a a good friend of mine, Ian Kelson. Uh, welcome to Closet Stuff for Clothes. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So, so what is so? To explain a little further. What is Samhain being Halloween? Well, Samhain is uh, used to be the pagan New Year um, in pre-Christian uh, Britain and Ireland, uh, Scotland. Samhain was the end of the uh, summer season, the end of the light part of the year. It was also the uh, beginning of the new year. So this is really uh, the pagan new year. And so what for them meant like the uh, like the new year? Like what was is there something significant supposed to happen? Yes, this was a time for um, taking care of all debts and uh, finishing up business for the previous year, from the previous year, getting ready for the new year. Um, all the cattle and um, livestock would have been run, um, uh, they would have lit huge bonfires on all the hills, and um, they would have passed the cattle through them like a doorway to sort of purify them and protect them and bless them. And um, This is also an in-between time. It's the time of the year between the light and the dark half of the year. So it's a time of um, when the uh, veil between our world and the world of our ancestors, the world of spirit, is its thinnest, and this was when the ancestors would come back and roam the countryside, and and yeah. uh, that's uh, the whole jack-o'-lanterns carving jack-o'-lanterns got started. Um, they used to carve um, pumpkins are indigenous to America, not uh, Europe. Back oh. in um, Europe, they would carve turnips with faces and put candles in them to uh, scare away the mischievous spirits this time of year. and um, Now, they, why would that scare away the mischievous uh, spirits? Wouldn't that scare away all the spirits? Or why just why, why were the mischievous spirits the, fool, the fools of the group? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess if you just look around you and um, uh, use people as an example, it's usually the fools who are the easiest to scare. <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, they would carve these turnips, and they'd use them as lanterns to walk around and see in the night and, and scare away the mischievous spirits. And they would uh, leave food out for um, their ancestors and even for the mischievous spirits so that they would leave them leave them alone. Mm. The kids would run around and play tricks on the adults. And, Fun. You know, oh, I get it for the trick or treat. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Now this isn't just indigenous of this of the um, evening being a um, 
or Hallow's Eve or October 31st being the where the, the thinnest part between both worlds, but also in Mexico, isn't this the Night of the Dead or... The Day of the Dead. Day or, of the Dead, right. Yeah, I have to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about okay. um, no, Latin American um, mm-hmm. cultures as far as the, you know, the whole Day of the Dead thing. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting that not only you know, in European cultures, but other cultures seem to recognize this time of year mm-hmm. as um, a time uh, when their ancestors seem to be close by. Exactly. Hmm. So, and isn't there something also to the whole Halloween costume that um, that was basically so they, that some of their ancestors would not recognize them? Um. Wow. Or am I thinking of a different tradition? You know, that's good. I've not heard that before. Uh-huh. You might have just. Uh, oh, see, my my understanding, and I, I and I don't know where I where I heard it, was that part of the reason for dressing up was that so that your ancestors wouldn't come and take you back with them, uh, and so you would you would dress up in a costume so that they would not recognize you, or that you would be able to scare them away. That, that may be a later. Th- I know in um, my area of study has been, um, you know, early Celtic, pre-Christian. Um, beliefs of Ireland and and Scotland and Wales in particular. And um that wasn't really uh I've I've never really come across that that I recall. Okay. Um that might be a later um development. Mm-hmm. Um post Christian um conversion. Gotcha. So wow. So uh, now so could you t- define a little bit more about your your position or your belief system uh, in the earth religions? Well, I consider myself a druid, uh, more appropriately uh, a Celtic reconstructionist druid. And that just means that I um, have, I try to follow a spiritual path that's as free from Christian influence as possible. And that's just a personal choice. I'm not, you know, saying that you know, to be a druid, you have to do that. But, um, I mean, in reality is you could consider yourself a druid and and follow any other spiritual path at the same time. Uh, That's just what I follow for myself. Um, And one thing, though, that all the current neo-pagan or earth-based spiritualities have in common is that um, there's a genuine desire to get ourselves more in line with the natural rhythms of the earth that we live on, to get ourselves more in tune with the natural cycles that have been going on around us that we've evolved with. Um, There's a lot of disharmony um, in modern life. Um, Is that what attracted you to your particular traditions? Yes. Um, Well, I was raised in a pagan household. My mother was um, a pagan. Uh, specifically, she was Wiccan, which, if you know, you don't know, that's uh, basically a witch. And um, I didn't choose that to begin with. I, I kind of went full circle. I embraced Christianity as a child, and she was fine with that and encouraged it. But um, just for me personally, I found that um, there was something missing. I was not. Uh, I felt very disconnected from the world around me. Hmm. And I think that the people who find themselves on a pagan path or on an earth-based spirituality path tend to have that in common. 
Mm. You know, they feel a real disconnect between themselves and the world in which they're living. Mm. And there's a genuine desire to to get ourselves back to that. So do you feel that there, like, because, it, and I'm, I guess I'm revealing on the radio that being, that you're gay, and that you, I mean, was there some of that disconnect because of the, the teachings of that, of, of Catholicism, or... Well, or was it more disconnected that you weren't connected with your own spirituality? For me personally, it was the whole gamut. Um, I found not just Catholicism, but Christianity in general was very um, limiting as far as my sexuality goes. Um, you know, there's, there's, and you know, in their defense, there are a lot of um, uh, Christians who are making an attempt to embrace diversity and and um well dignity detroit dignity, one. exactly mcc, MCC not necessarily exactly. catholic but but for me personally and for a lot of gay people that i know um we grew up being brutalized by christianity and um still are i was gonna say it you hasn't know, stopped it hasn't but, i mean mm -hmm. you turn on the tv i mean mm -hmm. this whole talk of the constitutional amendment and there's just a lot of um just negative messages out there, and I'm, you know, not all Christians are like that, but for the last 2,000 years, the track record of, of Christianity has not been that stellar. I mean, they've um, systematically used Christianity to um, strip Native people of their indigenous cultures and beliefs and languages, and a lot of us neo-pagans are just, we're, we're claiming that back. Mm -hmm. You know, and we understand that you know there's been a long period where these beliefs and these practices have um, have been gone. So we're starting basically from scratch. You know, none of us can say, "Oh, we go back thousands of years." This is you know the original. You know, and anyone who says that is being disingenuous. This is a new new path using old tools to the best of our ability. And and one of the ways that you're doing that is through your teaching, your classes, yes, um, your meditation. I um I have a meditation group. Um, we meet on the full moon every month, and um, we're called Tribe of the Vision Moon. And uh, we're all inclusive. You do not have to be a pagan. Um, we have Christians who attend. We're very um, uh, open to open-minded Christians. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The only requisite is there's no judgment. You can't. There's no proselytizing. There's no my way is better than your way. None of that. And we meet in an atmosphere of mutual love and respect to um, attune our energy under the full moon. That time of the month is very conducive to energy work. Um, and anyone who doesn't believe in energy work or how the you know moon affects us, ask a police officer, nurse, or doctor in an emergency room, and they will tell you that, yes, the full moon definitely affects Absolutely. human behavior. It affects the oceans, and the oceans are a heck of a lot bigger than people. Mm -hmm. If it can affect the oceans, it affects us. Absolutely. So we get together on the full moon, and we... Um, we ground and center our energy. We connect to one another. We connect to our spirit guides, um, our angel teachers. And yes, angels are not a Christian thing, by the way. Angels have been in every single pre-Christian religion. That's uh, one of the things that Christianity borrowed. And if you, for those of you who can't see, I'm doing the quotations with my fingers. Um, but the winged beings, the angels, um, have been um, through 
uh, with humans throughout history, not just Judeo-Christian uh, Islam. It's it's a very pagan. If you look at any of the old pagan um, arts or descriptions, they talk about winged beings, avatars, angels, things like that. But anyway, we communicate with them and we go on journeys together. And and tonight there is a specific event that's going on uh, that you're involved with or, or going to be doing um, uh, for Samhain, I believe. Yes. Samhain is the, pre the pre-Christian term for, or name for Halloween. Um, it was changed to Halloween, which, which is really a, a I believe it's All Saints Day. All Saints Day is November 1st. Right. It's, uh, it's the and Hallow's Eve. All Hallow's was. Eve was, right, uh, was uh, the night before All Saints Day. So, um, But Samhain, and for those of you who <laughs> have seen it before and pronounced it Samhain, yes. it's <laughs> it, nothing annoys a pagan more than when people say, hey, what are you doing for Samhain? It's <laughs> Samhain, and it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Which it, I can see how looks, they thought yes, exactly. Samhain, I'll be honest. That, I'll, yes. I'll be honest. If I hadn't had a pagan mother, I would have pronounced it Samhain too. Um, <laughs> you can pronounce it Savin or Samhain. Just don't pronounce it Samhain. <laughs> so, and so, what do folks do on? Well, uh, it depends on Samhain. your your traditions. I mean, witches will have different things that they do as opposed to druids. Um, if you're a follower of the Norse traditions, and that would be, you know, uh, Asatru, which is, uh, they follow Odin and Freya and Thor and, you know, the, the Norse Germanic pantheon. They don't really technically celebrate Halloween because Halloween or Samhain is not a Germanic holiday. Hmm. Just like Yule, which was transformed into um, Christmas, is not really a Celtic holiday. Hmm. Um, so... Where was I going with this? Uh, what are you going to do with Sam? Oh, uh, so, me, yes. so each pagan group is different um, as far as what they'll do on Samhain. But um, what we do in Tribe of the Vision Moon is we, um, trees are very sacred to druids. And we have found um, this very huge, ancient, old um, maple tree that looks very similar to an oak tree actually it's just and it has a wonderful energy and it's um on the shores of a lake um out at pinckney wreck area and we meet up out at pinckney wreck area we usually stay the night um we camp this year we're camping in a yurt and um we meet up and we put on our ritual robes and we will walk down the trail and we drum and play flutes and ring bells and sing chants mm. and songs um, to the Earth Mother and the Spirit Mother and, or the Universe Mother, whatever you want to call her. Um, we'll sing songs and chants to the deities, to the ancestors, to the land spirits and nature spirits. Then um, the tribe-designated seer, the person who's going to be doing the divination for the coming year, um, will go to the top of what we call the seeing hill and look for omens for the night come down, and then they'll proceed on to the tree, the ritual site, and then we'll smudge and bless each other, um, and then we'll enter into the sacred site, and we will um, just perform um, a ritual. We'll call to um, the Celtic deities of this time of year. We'll call to the nature spirits, 
and we'll call it to our ancestors. And then we will work with them and we'll, um, to um, gain visions for the coming year or to help us with any unfinished business from the past mm -hmm. year. And then um, when the ritual is ended, we will get together and we will feast together. And we'll also um, feast with our ancestors. We leave them plates of food, and um, it's very nice. Hmm. So now with these ancestors, so are you guys going to see ghosts? Are you guys going to be seeing um, these white... Well, it depends um, on, you know, who... It depends on the energy of the group and who is there and how sensitive the people are. Um, some of us actually do see physical spirits. Well, that's kind of a... Oxymoron. I was going to say, how does that work? We we actually see f spirits with our physical eyes. We will see them moving around our circle or moving through our circle. We'll see them standing there. Um, we'll see them approach us. Um, yes, things like that do happen. Um, a lot of times, those of us who um, don't see things with our physical eyes will see them with our third eye or our mental eye. And... Um, yeah, it's it's a very powerful time of year. No matter who you are, no matter how you view yourself as far as being gifted, if you were to join us on Samhain, you would know that there are other beings there. Hmm. So aren't you afraid of like conjuring up devils and, and evil spirits and, and people that, you know, or spirits that are going to hurt you? Um. No. I asked that on purpose. That's why you're laughing. <laughs> I know you are. Well, I was thinking of a smart, smart Alec thing to say back. Like, <laughs> oh, God, I wish. <laughs> no, that, that's not true. Um, no, because one of the um, tenets in um, pagan um, beliefs is that like attracts like. Whatever you put out into the universe comes back to you three times greater. And, How um, many times greater? Three times greater. Wow. And um, well, however you view yourself wherever you are in this life that's what you attract if if you believe and know that you are a light-filled luminescent loving being that's what you attract mm. um if you're in a dark negative place you could attract stuff like that but we we are in control 100 percent of the time end of story period um and that goes for everybody. Even the people who don't realize that they are in control, I'm sorry, I'm here to tell you, you are. If, if bad things are happening to you, you're bringing them. So uh, then how so do many you control levels. that? I mean, cause the, I mean, we're told so many times of, like, we can't do the Ouija board. We can't, you know, the, 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 we can't control bad spirits coming to us. Or you just have bad luck. Um, you control it by realizing that's, that's not true. So how would you advise someone who's saying, "Look, Ian, I am, I'm really, I'm." I would people. look, look into your eyes, look, stare you right in the face, and tell you, you are attracting these. And how you would are, they prevent from doing you that? You are in control. The minute, the minute you realize you are in control, mm. that the moment that thought is formed, you are in control. So that creates such an energy around yep. you that it it, it reflects you, or each, uh, per, uh, deflects. Is that correctly, the, um, the negative spirits coming to you? Each and every human being is a, a microcosm of the universe. You are a universe walking around within the universe. That's pretty powerful. Mm. And um, the minute you realize you're in control, you are in control, period. 
nothing outside of you has control over you. Mm. Even the gods, whatever you believe in as deity, you're the one in control. When you take control of your life, they give you control. They, they, mm. The gods help those who help themselves. Mm. And that can even, I mean, even the Christians recognize that. Mm -hmm. I think they have the same saying. Mm -hmm. God helps those who help themselves. It's the same thing. You are in control. When, if you sit down to the Ouija board and you believe that you can attract negative things, you will attract negative things. Mm. If you sit down and realize, oh, I'm in control and this is, uh, that's not going to happen, and these are the types of beings I'm attracting, light-filled, loving, wise, compassionate beings, that's what you attract. That's what you call to your circle, your board, whatever. And um, just for the record, we don't believe in quote, devils. Mm. We don't believe in the devil. We don't believe in Satan. Um, you know, I always get Christians who'll say, well, he believes in you. Well, that's like saying the Easter Bunny believes in me. <laughs> and that affects me how. Exactly. <laughs> I mean... Got it. Okay, that's kind of a comparison. I never thought of it that well, way. Well, we don't, yes. you know, the devil right. is if a Christian. If you don't believe in the devil, then you don't believe... That's part of the Christian, you know, true. we don't believe in... I'm I'm sorry, we don't believe in, like, the whole Jehovah Jesus thing, mm -hmm. and we don't believe in the devil, so, gotcha. you know. Hmm. So what would be something, okay, so to be able to help me get control of my life again? I mean, I've heard of various things of, like, you know, picturing a, you know, a, an orb around me that's filled with white light that sort of shrouds me or, or surrounds me. First thing I say to everybody is, very first thing, before you start anything, focus on your breathing. Hmm. Because even when you're just driving in your car and you're feeling tense, if you if you notice, usually your breathing is changed and it's you're not breathing in deep, you're not breathing in shallow, you're not taking in enough life-giving energy, hmm. life-giving air. The minute, the very first thing you do is focus on your breath. Slow it down, make it deep. Pull it into your with your diaphragm into your center. Fill up your diaphragm first, then fill up your upper chest, and then slowly exhale. And just focus on that. That's all. Nothing else. Just that. Once you get to where you're calm and focused on your breath, then I will um, have people um, visualize or, or remind them that with each breath they're taking in, not only are they taking in air, but they're taking in literally life force energy. Mm -hmm. The Chinese called it qi or qi. And um, as you take in those deep breaths into your diaphragm, you're pushing, you're bringing in new energy and it's circulating throughout your body. And with each breath you exhale, you're pushing out old energy. Mm -hmm. And then when they have that down and they're breathing and they have this energy coming in, then I have them be aware that in the very top of their head, um, energy is flowing in from the universe all around them in a column of golden white light in through the very top of their head. Now, I also, even though I'm a druid, I do believe in chakras and the energy centers. Um, there's, you know, even science is starting to say, hey, there's something to things like acupuncture, the chakras, all of that, meridians, energy centers. So I use those in my meditation, and I say, when this energy is coming in, I want you to see at the top of your head, your crown chakra opened at the very top like a thousand-petaled lotus flower. And as you exhale, that energy, 
I'm, I have them visualize it as flowing down their center into each of their chakra power centers and exiting through their root chakra at the base of their spine and, and out through their feet also so that they're suspended, held to the earth on a tripod of energy, basically cradled in this place by the energy coming in and the energy going out. Mm. And that's a good good grounding and centering visualization. It's very relaxing, very calming, and it definitely makes one feel at peace and connected. And then from there we... And then you're basically working on that good energy, yes, that we, being kind of a divination pole, right, if you will, right. and um, and centering yourself. Yep. That's great. Wow. Well, so tonight, now, so, okay, one thing I do have a question regarding tonight is that as you're out into the parks and things, do you ever run into the park ranger wondering why you're drumming and singing and chanting and... Actually, no. I, I always think I'm going to run into other people out in the woods on Halloween trying mm -hmm. to get a good scare or whatever, but in all my years doing this, we've I've we've never run into anyone else. Nice. You know, I'm sure it would be quite a shock for them to see... Right. You know, who knows what they might say. They, they might even think we're a bunch of uh, fairies or ghosts coming over the hill, you know, in our ritual robes, drumming and singing and bells and, and flutes and right. chants and who knows, you know, colored lanterns bobbing. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure we're a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> but it sounds like it's, it's, it's also very fun and very celebratory and very... Um, Life-affirming. Thank you. That's what I'm for. Life-affirming. Gotcha. Um, it is. It's it's interesting in this day, you know, the season of, of uh, the dark. We're in the dark half of the year now. We enter into the dark half of the year, summer solstice. And, um, you know, it's the season of death, too. And death is nothing to be afraid of in the pagan um, worldview. It's just another transition. And from this life into another life, and then we come back again. Mm -hmm. um, in ancient Celtic times, when you died in this life, you were born in the other world. Mm -hmm. And when you died in that world, you were born back into this world. Mm -hmm. um, I believe very strongly in, in, in reincarnation, and when you leave this life, it's simply a transition. I believe we go someplace to rest and and ruminate on this life and the lessons we've learned, and then we come back. And so for us, you know, this time of death is is just as much a part of life as the season, the ha light half of the year, when things are growing and it's all about spring and new life and, mm -hmm. and all that. And preparing yourself, and for, preparing yourself exactly. for that new life. Fabulous. So if people wanted to um, rejuvenate themselves and get a hold of you, what would be a way to get a hold of you? <laughs> um, I can be reached, um, my email is I C E l t s o n at yahoo.com we also have um two yahoo groups um tribe of the vision moon if you go and um type in tribe of the vision moon um i'm i'm pretty sure in yahoo groups i'm pretty sure you'll come up with um the meditation group the class is tribe of the vision moon all lowercase all run together and that you know that would be just for the class and um, right now I'm doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with anyone who wants, I mean, as far as teaching about energy work and healing and, and you know, I run the whole gamut, really. Yeah. And anyone's welcome to join the meditation group. They, again, the only requisite is non-judgmental, no proselytizing, and 
you know, you have to be open. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. Good luck tonight. You're very welcome. Absolutely. So um, definitely, definitely get a hold of uh, Ian Kelson at ikelson at yahoo.com or I-C-E-L-T-S-O-N at yahoo.com. You can also, if you wanted, um, uh, give me a call at 248-721-5312. Terrific. Thanks again. You're very welcome. Happy selling. Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Clothes every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbnclosets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their license the regions of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhage, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else. <laughs>